And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is SCC Gumbo. We hope that you're making it a good one. Our man, Doobie Lang, is back on the ones and twos. We greatly appreciate him joining us. And as always, guys, it is a third. Well, I was going to say it was a Wednesday. It's hump day, but it's not. It's not a hump day. Everyone joining the show, let's go. Michael Gagliano, Colin Thibodeau, Matt Bricker. What's going on, everybody? We greatly appreciate it. Sam, the Hitman Bacon, is joining us as well. Before we get started, guys, go ahead and hit the like and hit the share. Share it to some groups. Tell everyone they need to join, especially if they're a Texas A&M fan. All right, guys, listen. Tonight's show, we have Rafino. A little bit of Rafino's rants. Hashtag Rafino's rants over from the gumbo. Also, Texas A&M is in some hot water. So this is pretty much going to be a Texas A&M show. We have Olin Buchanan from TexAgs, TexAgs.com. That's going to be joining us around 7.15 to 7.20. He's going to be our guest. I really want to dive into it with Olin and, and see what's going on. Some people have said that the Texas A&M violations are not that big of a deal. Quite frankly, I, I disagree that they are the, kind of a big of a deal. So with the one-year probation, we're going to get to it, but with the one-year probation now, how does the SEC West shake out? How does the SEC West shake out? a and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. And as always, we're going to take your calls as well. Before we get to that, guys, Chris Landry Football. LandryFootball.com on Twitch. You can see it on Facebook Live. If you want to go over to Twitch, click that as well. GM, Varnado and Sons as well. One of our main sponsors for AYS and SEC Gumbo. Guys, for 62 years, they've been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area. Guys, no job is too big or too small over at GM, Varnado and Sons. Guys, you break down, you, they can give you a tow. Whatever you need automotive-wise, GM, Varnado and Sons can do. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Guys, AC work, check engine light. You need some, some new tires. You need a tire rotation. No, Like I just mentioned, no job is too big and too, or, or too small for our guys over at GM, Varnado, and Sons. All right, guys, I want to go ahead and get into it. Look, guys, if you did not hear, we you know, I, right around, I don't know, Doobie, you might have to help me out at what time... We didn't technically break it, but we were right there on it. I know the NCAA came out with some some Alec, or with the pretty much breaking the story, but we're right there with it. So I'll give the NCAA the credit there. But around lunchtime, I believe the story broke of Texas A and M and Jimbo Fisher and her former assistant coach getting popped for recruiting violations. So I'm going to read them off. If you did not hear what's going on, we're going to read a little, a little bit of them off. Jimbo Fisher, the head coach, has a six-month show clause for violations as the following. The terms of the show clause include that he will, be, he will suspend his off-campus recruiting from January 2020 to around August of 2020, if this report is correct. That doesn't sound correct. When I read earlier, that doesn't sound correct. But the remaining penalties... Leveled against Texas A&M include the one-year probation, a $5,000 fine. Doobie, you lived over there around College Station. $5,000 to the Texans. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's I mean, that's, they that's, wiped their booties. That's toilet tissue. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. They wiped their booties with, with $5,000 probation. 
I mean, there's the recruiting ban was... for co- the coaching staff has took place did take place November of 2019. The school was forced to end its recruitment of the player that's in the violation. So we're going to have Olin Buchanan on with us around 7:15, about 10 minutes, 7:20, 15 minutes. We're going to have him on. We're going to have him break down everything that's going on. There's a lot of moving parts. Listen, here's where the hashtag Rafino's rants comes into. As I see that a lot of Texas A&M people, a lot of Texas A&M fans, a lot of people that cover Texas A&M say that these are minor infractions, very minor infractions for Texas A&M. No, that's not. Because quite frankly, ever since, you know, let's say the end of last season until now, everyone has been saying, well, Texas A&M has a very, very easy schedule, could easily win nine to 10 games. And if that's the case, if that is the case, then guess what, guys? If that's the case, you have a one-year probation. You can't win the SEC West. You cannot win the SEC West if you're on a one-year probation. There are 75 million reasons, in my opinion, 75 million reasons, in my opinion, why this, why this should not have happened. You paid Jimbo Fisher $75 million, fully guaranteed, to make sure that recruiting violations didn't happen. And in the third year, you go out and you compete for a national title. So LSU fans, Alabama fans, Auburn fans, you all expect the same thing from your school. So to say that this is a minor infraction, now, well, it's COVID-19. You have no idea what's going on, Blake. You have no idea what's going to go on the season. Somewhat true, somewhat true. But people were ready to put Jimbo on the hot seat if he didn't compete in the SEC West. Mr. Joseph on Facebook Live says, I read that Bama, ju- that Bama just reported a violation. Oh! Joseph, everyone hit the like and hit the share. Five months ago, five months ago, Blake Rafino came on Are You Serious Sports and said that Alabama was going to get hit with an NCAA violation as well. Breaking news for all of you Rudy Poos, for absolutely all of you Rudy Poos that came after Blake Rafino. if Joseph Doobie, whatever you're doing right now, I need you to check this info because we're live and I can't get it. But there's a comment on Facebook Live about Alabama just reporting a violation to the NCAA. Can we get that? Because five months, five, six months ago, Blake Rafino came on all you series sports and said that Alabama was going to get popped with the NCAA violation and that they were going to report it. Joseph, I hope your information's true. I hope that info is true. I said that there was a lot circling around the NCAA about a violation of Alabama, and if that is true, then you better give the credit where credit's due, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. But I told you that there was a lot. All right. Blake Rafino five months ago, and we do be, we're going to have to do some digging, but we're going to find that. We're going to find that. Blake Rafino came on Are You Serious Sports five months ago and told you that Alabama, that Alabama was going to report NCAA violations. So in, back, in the same day, in the same day, you have Texas A&M getting popped for NCAA violations, and now Alabama's saying that they're reporting themselves. Oh, God, please, Jesus, wait until I find that report. Wait, sweet baby Jesus alive, wait until I find that. Because I think there was over 200 comments, 
absolutely 200 comments in there when I said that Nick Saban and Alabama was going to get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. And then, and now, guess what? Their hands in the cookie jar. All right, well, if you didn't believe my reporting before, you better believe it now. Getting back to Texas A&M, there's 75 million reasons, absolutely 75 million reasons why Texas A&M should not have gotten caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Now, the, the assistant coach who was the running backs coach at Texas A&M, now over at Tennessee, yes, he was hired at Tennessee. Tennessee did know of the violations. They did know of the rumors that was going on. Okay. But <laughs> they're going to throw him underneath the bus. They're going to, Doobie, we'll, we'll get, here's what we're going to do, Doobie. We're going to finish with Texas A&M here. Keep that open. We're going to finish with Texas A&M. We're going to call uh, Olin. Okay, around 7.15, we're going to have him on for Texas A&M. And everyone that's watching this stream right now, Blake Rafino is going to tee off after Olin Buchanan gets off the show. Because I had over 200 – hold on one second. I had over 200 comments from Alabama fans saying it wasn't going to happen and that I was an LSU homer and that I was Rudy Poo. Well, today's the day. Today's the day. I sat there and ate crow for six straight months. For six straight months, I sat there and ate crow. So today's the day, so you better get ready. It's not serious, but I, my, my direct quote, my direct quote was Will Nick Saban in Alabama get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. Guess what, Doobie? There's crumbs on their fingers. Y'all just unleashed, y'all just unleashed the beast today. The beast has been in, unleashed. But we're going to get to Olin Buchanan here at 7.15, I run it. I got a lot of questions I want to ask him. I want to know, here's what I want to know. What's the vibe over in College Station? What is the vibe over in College Station? Because you know if all of you LSU fans, Auburn fans, Texas A&M, well, not Texas A&M, but all of you other SEC fans would probably have the same reaction that's going on in College Station. Either one of two things are going on. Either, number one, it's minor. But how do you have a one-year probation? A one-year probation, and you're acting like these infractions are small. $5,000? Okay, yes, you're right. The $5,000 that you have to pay, I was going to say something wrong, but a little bit more raunchy there. But the $5,000 you have to pay, yes. Okay, that's minor. That's minor. Joseph, we got to it. We found it. On Facebook Live, we found it. John Adam. Doobie, uh, John Adams just said on Facebook Live, Doobie, that he sent you the violations. John, we appreciate that. But again, okay, but again, but again, Blake Rafino went on Are You Serious Sports, now we're launching SEC Gumbo, and told you that they were going to have their hands and they were going to get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. Now, I sat there and ate the crow. Excuse me for, for embellishing here a little bit, but, I mean, God, dog, you eat crow. You eat crow, <laughs> Clay Tashon says, Yahoo! Go Blake go. Blake's number one. <laughs> John Adams says, Blake, what does one year probation actually mean? Can they play the SEC championship if they get lucky or go to a bowl game? No, they cannot. The one year probation, John, means that they can't play in the SEC championship game. They weren't going there anyway. 
But if, from what I understand from the NCAA and reading all these different articles, they can't play. It's a lot like, uh, John, it's a lot like when Urban Meyer took over his first year at Ohio State and they were on the one-year probationary period. Now, they, weren't very, they were very vague. They were very vague on the fact, and that's why we're going to have Olin come on here, okay, and talk about, and talk about what it is that a and is going through because there's a lot of different rep- – a lot of people are reporting it, but a lot of people are keeping it vague. So what's the actual truth of what's going on at Texas A&M? So we're going to be calling him in here, him here in just a second. Yeah, let's call all. Yeah, let's call. Let's get. Go ahead. Yeah, let's get Olin in because I want to know exactly. But then we'll get to that violation. You're talking about the A&M violation. It is something because they're 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 te- they're reporting it. If they're reporting it, okay, that that means that they got their hands caught in the cookie jar and the NCAA told them that they need to report it. So let's go ahead and get on Mr. Olin up in here, okay, and then we'll ask him about A&M. Guys, before that, before that, go over to LandryFootball.com, guys, If you for any school that you follow, and I mean absolutely any school that you follow. You can get a detailed roster analysis from Chris Landry, a former scout and a former coach, and everything, and everything that he does. It's a 50% discount. Okay, guys, for for less than $5 a month, Chris breaks down every school and every team and gives you a detailed analysis of your school and the entire conference. Guys, go over to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com, and he will give you that breakdown and that analysis. Jamie uh, Fortenberry, what's going on, man? We greatly appreciate you joining us. So, Stephen Miller, A&M, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Has never won the SEC championship game. That's very true. Carlton Cisco, what's going on, brother? He said this was, quote-unquote, their year for the Aggies. Though their schedule was lined up in their favor, one-year sanction kills that. The good news is is Texas A&M has Jimbo under contract for seven years. That's true. But here's the question, Carlton, and what we're about to ask Olin. Here's the question. Does that contract get volanoid? Because he, he, he violated recruitment or, or recruiting policy and violated NCAA rules. So is that contract going to be null and void now due to the simple fact that he that they got caught in, with their hands in the cookie jar? Esteban, what's going on, man? He said 5000 k for just the paperwork for the, for the violation. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Chase Hoyt from Go Recruiting says, yep, got him. Bama getting caught passing out red chargers. <laughs> nope, not this time. Not this time. Maybe taking the keys back. Maybe taking the keys back. Because Olin Buchanan from TexAgs, TexAgs.com is about to be our guest. We got a lot to ask him. Absolutely a lot to ask him about what's going in. It's Miller time from Carlton Cisco. Go do it. Go do it. Stephen Miller, my man, what's going on? Reginald Cormier, my man, Facebook Live. What's happening, brother? Chase Orgeron, Matt Bricker, as always, guys, we greatly appreciate you joining the show. Hit the like and hit the share. Olin Buchanan is our guest. We greatly appreciate Mr. Olin Buchanan being our guest. Olin, what's going on, man? How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing very well, just trying to stay safe and keep counting down days to football season starting, hopefully. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I know that you've probably been very, very busy today with a lot of things going on. I'm going to pretty much give you the floor, Olin. Tell us everything that's going on in Texas A&M. And 
quite frankly, breaking down all the all the notice from the NCAA and what's going on? Um, well, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had a few I know it's a very vague question, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's uh, here's what we think we know. Um, you might remember about two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, A&M had a linebacker uh, that was recruited under the previous coaching staff that wanted to leave uh, and made some allegations. And I think that's when the NCAA came down to start um, um, doing an investigation. And we, at that time, were very alert to try to, 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 to find out some news. But it mm-hmm. You know that investigation went on so long. When you know when you when you go past a year or two, you kind of forget about it. And then uh, <clears throat> so today they kind of caught us by surprise. We had to do a lot of catching up. Um, and I think really what it boils down to is the original allegations. They didn't find anything from that, uh, and what they've came up with. And and again, I don't want to. I don't want this to come off like a, you're dismissing it. Uh, you know, every allegation is serious, and uh, especially with A&M getting a year's probation, you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to uh, say say that's you know, insignificant. Uh, but they came up really with two minor violations. Uh, one of them uh, it goes back to the first spring uh, under Jimbo Fisher when they ruled that A&M. Uh, exceeded practice time by seven hours over a seven-week period. So we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, an hour, an hour a, a week. So if you, you know, if you think about it this way, uh, if you practice five, you know, if you practice five days that, you know, each week you're talking about 12, uh, 12 minutes. And apparently the response is apparently that um, it was, uh, I, I guess there was some confusion about, during the stretching and, and, and uh, getting ready type stuff. But, you know, you know, that can be an explanation, but it can't be an excuse. You've got to be on top of that. And then the second mm-hmm. uh, was that uh, we've, we, figured out, we figured out it was uh, while recruiting an out-of-state uh, prospect um, that uh, Fisher and another coach, we think it might be a coach who's no longer on staff, but we don't know that for a fact, um, uh, was uh, while they were recruiting one prospect, they came across uh, another one at the same high school who was mm-hmm. not yet finished with his junior year, and they had a conversation with him. And because uh, he wasn't uh, hadn't completed his junior year, that's a violation. Now, I don't know. Now they say it was uh, uh, it was accidental or it wasn't you know one planned, but so you can decide if you want to believe that or not. That's it really doesn't matter. The fact is that there was some contact that there shouldn't have been, and uh, that, that's another thing that has to get cleaned up. Uh, mm-hmm. But overall, those are the two violations they came up with. Most of the sanctions uh, have already been served. I think uh, there's still going to be some uh, – they, they can't recruit off campus uh, for a time period in, uh, uh, I think, maybe November or sometime during the, the, the autumn season. Uh, but other than that, most of it, I believe, has already been served. Uh, there's going to be no loss of scholarships, no you know bowl ban. Uh, they can play for championships, all those things. Uh, but they're going to be on probation, so they got to make sure that even those even though <clears throat> those infractions were minor, they have to clean it up and make sure there are no more 
minor fractions while in fractions while they're you know while they're on probation. So that so from what you just mentioned that A and M can play in the SEC championship game if they get there and a bowl game is what you're saying, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Again, it's just a, it's a probation, but no, uh, you know, no major sanctions or anything like that. Yeah, and Olin, you know, all the news, and I'm glad Olin Olin Buchanan is our guest from TexAgs.com. Olin, and that's the reason I wanted to have you on because it's just so unclear on everything that I've seen reported of what actually is going on. Now, the question that I that I have for you is the what is the fan base like right now? Are is there kind of a, a uproar, or are they kind of like, yeah, whatever, we're on probation, but we can still go and try to win the SEC West and a championship? What's the vibe over there in College Station? Well, yeah, look, I think Jimbo still has uh, 99% support. Uh, I think most, if you ask most people here, really that reaction is is like, uh, and I've heard this from a lot of people say, you know, think about all the basketball issues going on across the country with Kansas (laughs) and Duke and Arizona. And, and you're going to come down, then this is what you're excited about, about it. I don't know. I'm sure you guys have covered college football for a while. So I'm sure you're familiar mm-hmm. with the term bump, like on the recruiting. When you, yep. when you run into a, a prospect like that, they call it a bump. And it's really, it's not that uncommon. Now that still doesn't excuse it, but again, it's a minor infraction. So I think that's the, uh, the reaction here is they're thinking, I think if you talk to the average person, uh, A&M fan, they're thinking, uh, man, this here seems to be a lot bigger fish to fry, but okay, this is the one that, that they're, that they're going to, uh, that they're going to, uh, deal with. So, uh, and, and, you know, A&M, you know, they don't want to, uh, they don't want their program to be on probation. They don't want to look like a, uh, or be thought to be a program that's uh rogue or anything like that, but, um, mm-hmm. I think that there's still a lot of support for uh, Jimbo, and that won't change unless they unless they uh, stop making progress on the field. Well, and you know, the, uh, quick story here, Olin. I played a little bit at southeastern Louisiana when Hal Mummy was there, and he wasn't my coach, but you know, when during the recruitment, and Coach Woody Woodenhofer was there, and I was passing by him. They were recruiting a kid in my school. And I was passing by. I was like, what's up, coach? And I had been to a couple of their camps, and they wouldn't talk to me. I was so upset. And then all of a sudden, I come to find out my head coach says, Blake, they can't talk to you. You're a junior. <laughs> so, I, right. you know, I, you know, that's I, how you mention that. That's so that's so true. That's so very common. Owen Buchanan from Texas is our guest. Okay, Olin, with that, all that pretty much being, you know, discussed and, and you talked about and kind of cleared all that up for us. What is the what do you foresee for for A and M going into the season? God forbid. Hopefully, we do have a season. But what's your take yes, on sir. how their season's going to go? Well, you know, you never know, obviously. Um, but I feel like that A and M. I'll put it this way: this will be A and M's most anticipated season. Uh, you know, among Aggies and hopeful Aggies, and, and anticipated and optimistic. Uh, that they've approached the season uh, since 2013 when Manziel was coming back from his uh, right. Heisman year and they had Mike e- Evans and those guys. So I think there's a lot of excitement around here. You've got eight, uh, I'm sorry, 16 returning starters. You got a, a senior quarterback that's play, that's been going to be a third year starter. 
Um, uh, and, you know, you got a, a schedule that's a whole lot more manageable <laughs> than, than that grind you had last year. Now, we all know right. it's never easy in the SEC West. It's, you're never going to have an easy schedule. But when you replace uh, road games at Clemson and Georgia with home games against Vanderbilt and Colorado, you feel like you have a much better chance. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, I just feel like that uh, with the amount of returning experience and the more manageable schedule and, and everything, that, that there's a, 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 a real feeling of optimism that A&M can uh, – nobody's making uh, – uh, reservations for Atlanta yet, even if there is a game. Uh, but there mm-hmm. is, th- there is a feeling that this is a year that A and M can um, legitimately challenge. You know, Alabama and LSU and all the, you know, all the teams you got to beat if you want to be a, a contender. Right. Oh, and one last question, and we'll get you on out of here from Facebook Live. A lot of uh, a lot of our followers on Facebook Live says hashtag Ask Olin. Olin. <laughs> The, there's been a lot of questions around Kellen Mond and, he, you know, he's had struggles at times. He's looked good at times. You know, he is pretty much one of the biggest veterans that we have in the SEC when it comes to the quarterback position. He believes that A&M, this is their most anticipated season. Now, I see a lot of you laughing inside of, of Facebook Live, but, I mean, that's that's the vibe around College Station. I get why, what, why you're saying that. I do get it. Okay, but that's their vibe from their from their fan base. Okay, and so I, I listen. They do have a favorable schedule, as 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 much as I've said that they might not have success. They might because look, they could get to double digit wins. They get nine wins. Olin just mentioned that they will be able to play in the bowl game and or the SEC West, cha- or for the SEC championship game. So when it comes down to it. It could be a very anticipated season for them. Olin Buchanan was a guest, and we're going to have, try to get him back on the line. Olin, you back with us, sir? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. So the question well, about, about Kellen Mond, yep, yep, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, he did take a step back last year, but one of the reasons why is the offensive line took a, took a significant step back. Uh, he replaced an All-American tight end with a true freshman tight end and a uh, your SEC leading rusher, Travion Williams, was replaced by a true freshman that started the year uh, uh, third string at, at, at tailback. So uh, I think as the players around him get better, I think you'll see Kellen Mond have a better year too. Well, Olin, I greatly do appreciate you coming on the show, SEC Gumbo. That's powered by LandryFootball.com. Olin, we're going to have to have you back on again, sir. We greatly appreciate you taking the time out with us and clearing some things up about what all happened today, sir. But you have a good day and have a good 4th of July. All right, same to you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, there it is. I mean, listen, I don't agree with what Olin's saying, okay? I don't – here's what I do agree with him. Here's what I do agree – well, I'm, well, number one, I'm glad he, he cleared up because these reports have been very vague, very, very vague when it comes down to what's going on at Texas A&M. No reporting was saying – that about the bowl ban, no the report was really saying about the not being able to go to the SEC championship game. But when you're on probation, okay, when you're on probation, that's usually what it means. So he did clear that up for us. I will admit where I'm wrong. I, I was under the impression and the anticipation, under the anticipation that they would not be able to do it with that one-year probation. Where I don't agree with Olin there is that, well, let me back up one more time. 
guys, we can't, we can't. Re- I mean, he's in there every day, and he has a pulse on for all the guys on in College Station and their fans on what they believe. He believes, and the fans believe that it's the most anticipated season since Johnny Manziel came back. And quite frankly, when it comes to a fan base and anticipation, he is right there. There's why that's why there's so much push from A&M fans and people across. Guys, I go on the Bill King show every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. I do more other radio shows, and all of them are saying the same thing. Well, well Texas A&M is going to have a good year, aren't they? Well, yeah, when you don't play Georgia and you don't play Clemson, you're going to have a good season. So just my take on it. All right, guys, as we mentioned, LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You can go there and get all of our stuff and do everything that we're adding a lot of new podcasts. I saw, I actually saw Chris Landry today. It was a good time to hang out with him, but here's the two things that I really, you know, yes, their offensive line did take a step back. They had a third string running back that was their starter for a lot of the season, but I just don't see it. I don't see them competing for the SEC West. Now, although these are minor infractions, look guys, when you, Ed Orgeron has a – if you're going up against Ed Orgeron, you're going up against Nick Saban, you're going up against Kirby Smart for a recruit, and they're two weeks ahead of you, and some of these recruits don't really know – don't really know what these probations and what's going to happen. So, I, I want to say that I agree with Olin mostly there, but for most of it, I don't, especially for the season. Jamie Fortenberry says, how many mediocre seasons will they let Jimbo have before they – or let me read that again. How many mediocre years do they let Jimbo have before they can him? Well, it's a good question. You Look, you still got to pay out a crap ton of money if you can him. I mean, and it's all fully guaranteed. So if you're going to can him, they got to pony up a lot. And during COVID-19, hey, here's the question. You're going to pony up $50 million for a guy not to coach? All guaranteed in a state that has no state income tax? I don't know. I mean, look, here's the thing, Jamie. If Texas A&M goes out there, if Texas A&M goes out there and they win 10 games, they win nine in the regular season and win their bowl game, is that really mediocre? I mean, winning winning double-digit games while being in the SEC is not mediocre. I do believe that they could get to nine wins with losses to Auburn, LSU, and Alabama. Seriously. I mean, what do you think they're going to lose to Vandy in the East? No. They got Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Look, I'm not the biggest A&M fan or the biggest A&M believer for this upcoming season, but I think that they mollywop Colorado. They play Arkansas always, you know, early in the SEC year. So, no, I, I'm going to be honest. I, don't, I think that they can get to 10 wins, but – if we're saying that 10 wins is mediocre, mm, not for Texas A&M. All right, Doobie, let's spend the rest of the time here. We got the Alabama no, uh, allegations and what they notified themselves on. All right, so kind of read off for us what's going on there. Well, the main thing that's highlighted is basically, let's see, Alabama has turned – in an unnamed assistant coach for having it looks like a legal contact with a recruit. Following that contact, the assistant was banned from engaging in off-campus recruiting for 30 days. Alabama was not allowed to meet with the recruit in person for 30 days, and the Crimson, uh, the Crimson Tide program 
was allowed only one off-campus interaction with the recruit for the rest of the uh, recruitment. Uh, it okay, is a, so, so Alabama is saying that they're turning themselves in on this violation, correct? Correct, but this is the strange thing. It, it's a level three violation. Um, this, this is what doesn't make sense. Of course is, it is a level three violation. All right, we'll get this. This was reported in April of 2019. Why is it coming to light in July 2020? That's what... Well, we need to look up and see if they actually got popped for something new. Because if they didn't get... if they Because what you're saying right now is not what I was talking about. Because look, it says, to be fair, this is a minor violation committed by Alabama, but the timing of the release is interesting, to say the least. That's why I was like, man, I, I, it looks just... And there, there was the six So other, is the article from 2019 or is the violation no, from 2019? Looks like the violation was from 2019. Oh, well, then that's, com- no, well, then that's common. I thought you were saying that the article... No, that's very common. Doobie, we're still, you know, we talk about Will Wade and LSU on our AYS, and how long ago was that? No, that's that's very common. What I was told, what I was told and I reported about five months ago was they did have violation with a recruit. There was some rumors, there was some rumors that cash was proven to be given. Now, See, it, was it, reported it would seem as... In April 2019. Ahead, yeah, it was reported last year. The article was released today. Okay, so what they're saying is, for a clarification, is is that they that Alabama reported themselves then, but that's not uh uh. Yeah, that's like the top news. If you go to the news on it, that's literally the the top of it. That's why they're like, man, uh, the timing of it's uh, a little off, a little odd because it was reported last year. Um, and Alabama and 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 who's reporting this? Who who is the lead reporting on this? Uh, man, what website? Well, that's uh, al.com. Looks like a uh, okay. So what? Ha- so no- this this is normally what happens is that they report themselves. Okay, the NCAA looks into it. Okay, if you do report yourself, if if they det- determine it, that it's a lower level violation, they will look at it at a later time. What's going on here? Okay, and let me tell you from what I know is that Alabama did turn themselves in. Okay, they did when they did turn themselves in. They it was speculated. It was speculated that it was going to be bigger than it was. But Alabama has turned themselves in before, and what most people have thought to be a level one violation has turned what you just said to what? A level three violation. Adam Parr is giving the, oh, well, what what are you talking about? Dale Broussard says, is LSU still confident on Sisse? Now, (laughs) I want to touch on something. The article that was uh, sent to I don't know, Dale. I don't know. And and look, I went after it with Dickie V again. Dickie V hit me up on Twitter. You know, we're waiting on his response if he's going to come on the show. Keep going, Doobie. So, when a lot of people are seeing six violations with Alabama, if you click on it, uh, there's only one within football. The other one, sport, soccer. Sport, rowing. Sport, men's track. Women's track. Number six, rowing. There's only one on this list. And I was on four three. Well, I don't know how much I trust. I don't know, quite frankly, Doobie, how much I do trust al.com reporting this news either. well it's on bama online uh 247 sports this is 247 right here what does 247 sports say 
Just that. Uh, University of Alabama self-reports six minor NCAA violations. The One of the six is only with football, and it's regarding that uh, assistant coach from 2019. That's it. Well, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the next time we have SEC Gumbo that we're going to have to call Drew DeArmond and have him on here and ask him what's going on. Because let, let me tell you what, what happens and why people think that Al- – People think that Alabama get privilege on the field. That's not the case. What happens is is that they self-report themselves and nothing comes from it. Now, Doobie, in that article, at any point, does anything say that anything's going to happen to Alabama other than the coach, the assistant coach? Yeah, and it looks like it. Honestly, it looks like it was already dealt with. Uh, yeah, it, uh, well, it looks like it was dealt with. So that's why, you know, as I was reading into it, it looked uh, very, very uh, minor. Well, again, that's why you don't report stuff on Alabama. Unless because the, they self the timing of it is strange. I just like I guess that's what kind of gets some people is why why is this news in July of 2020 if it was, you know, that's what I don't get. It's kind of it is a little weird of why it's, you know, used today. Other than that, I mean, minor, but yeah, the timing of it is uh is a little weird. Well, it is and it isn't. But here's another. Here's another thing. Well, and it's true. Why? Why report it now? Because I guarantee you, I absolutely guarantee you that the people from Two Four Seven Sports, the people from AL dot com, knew of these violations. Why are they self? Here's here's the question that I have: Is they did self-report themselves? But if they self-reported themselves, why is it going out now? Why is it coming out all right? You know, why is it coming out all right now in the sense of unless, unless here it is, they have something else. All that tells me right now is something else is out there. Now I'm, you know, again, when you sit here and the, that's why we have these people who cover these teams on the show, because when you get down to the nitty gritty, you know, that report may be different. Only Buchanan just came on and there was a report that I read that, that, the one-year probation for Texas A&M would be a traditional probation. John Adams says they released the news today so Texas A&M could overshadow it. So that's a good point. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Josh Stevens, what's going on? Del Broussard, I don't know about Moose Sisse. I have no idea about – I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. Because here's the the thing about recruiting. No one – Del Broussard, listen to me right now. If anyone from LSU tells you that they know about Musa Sisse and his day that he's commitment, they're lying. They're lying. And unless they talk to him while we've been on SEC Gumbo. <laughs> anyway. All right, Doobie, let's get out of that because I, you know what? You know what? You know what's funny is that this comes out today. Okay, this comes out today about Alabama. And then I ate crow for six straight months. Yes, I'm going to be fired up about it. I, literally in the comments, I said that Alabama was going to self-report themselves. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, great job by their media team, by the way. Great job by Alabama's media team for releasing it now. And, and if Sam, you want to touch on it about um – this is a subject of like who the hell knows uh you know as i read more into the usc bama game of the very good possibility of that not even happening that would be 
I mean, it's a Power 5 team. USC is not exactly the greatest, but still. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting. But you know what's more interesting coming out of Alabama, more than the allegations, okay, and more than everything else, is that the Alabama students are holding coronavirus parties. Did you see this? Yeah, that's – no, I have not. They're holding, Rona, they're holding Rona parties, and whoever gets infected first wins the pot of money. You just gave Did me you a headache. You just gave me a headache saying that. Can you repeat that? Is this is that? Are no, you this serious? is true. This is true. They oh. are holding parties on Alabama's Alabama's campus, and they're putting a pool together, a pool of money that, and whoever contracts the coronavirus first wins the pot of money. Whoo, Blake. I don't know if I have a response for that. I'm going to go outside and stand in lightning real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Steven Miller, our good friend of SEC Gumbo and AYS, says, bearing the report late Thursday afternoon when everyone in America is off tomorrow, it's a three-day weekend. He's damn right about that. I, I would love to know how long AL, uh, AL.com held on to that. If you think Nick Saban doesn't have a stranglehold on everything Alabama-related, when me, who does not cover Alabama football, found out about it in January, I heard about it in January that they were going to get popped with something or that they were going to self-report themselves. So don't tell me that I was wrong because I wasn't wrong. Hey, the coronavirus parties, that's, that's 100%. I always like to go and triple verify. Oh, yeah. That's that's a thing. I try to tell you that the Rona party is a thing. Wow. No one believes me. They're hey. holding Rona part. They're holding Rona parties, Doobie. Listen, next Saturday at my house, I'm gonna have an Ebola party. If anybody would like to join <laughs> us, seven o'clock Central Time near Lafayette. <laughs> it it I, could be B B Y O B. Bring your own bola. Swine flu, Ebola. Whatever. Whatever you can throw. Bring your own Ebola. (laughs) All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and get on out of here at 745. Guys, go over to Chris Landry Football on Twitch. Doobie, I believe they're having a show right after us, correct? I thought they were. I'm not 100% sure, but I thought it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 o'clock Central Time. All right, guys. We don't know if AYS is going to be happening tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. We kind of want everyone to have a three-day weekend as well. But at the same time, we want to come in here and we want to party. Doobie's going to be back on the ones and twos, holding down with his beer and alcohol over there in Bro Bridge, dusting down his crawfish. Okay, I'm going to be over here in the Benny, okay, with my whiskey and my non-dusted crawfish. <laughs> Boy, we'll be back. Guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This is SEC Gumbo. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Have a good night.